This is Dr. What? Dr. Where? Stories of Rural Medicine. It's the podcast exploring what it's like to further your training and practice medicine in regional Victoria. One of the regional training hubs Monash School of Rural Health operates is in Gippsland. The services in this region don't just deliver a high standard of care, they work with each other to design training opportunities across each other's sites. The variety of towns and landscapes bring with them unique healthcare challenges and a breadth of experience hard to find elsewhere. To tell you how busy Phillip Island gets, our urgent care centre was busier than our emergency department over the summer months. This is Jan Child, the CEO of Bass Coast Health. They are situated in South Gippsland along pristine coastline stretching across to Phillip Island. Its stunning location attracts thousands of holidaymakers during summer, which presents some unique challenges for the health service. We've got beautiful parts of the world that we live in. So uh, Wilson's Prom, Inverloch, Phillip Island, Venus Bay, they're all really popular holiday places. San Remo, uh, people love to come and, particularly from Melbourne, and spend a few weeks or a few months down in this part of the world, it's not quite as uh, hectic as the Mornington Peninsula. I would go so far as to say it's probably more beautiful. And so those that have discovered this part of the world come here to surf or fish or just relax. And it means for our service that uh, whilst other people are starting to wind down over Christmas and chillax, our staff are really gearing up for their busiest time. So our emergency department presentations double and on some days treble, particularly, you know, days like Boxing Day or Australia Day, you know, they're really big days for us. Our demand just goes through the roof and Phillip Island has seen an exorbitant increase in health demand, you know, for little things like fishing hooks in hands or feet or big things like cardiac arrest or stroke. So uh, our job has been to grow this health service and we've been incredibly lucky over the last couple of years to have extraordinary support from both state and Commonwealth to grow our service into a sub-regional service, which means that we should be delivering more care locally to the local community. And so things like a proper subacute service, which we now run with inpatient uh, support from specialist geriatricians now occurs on our site, an emergency department that's fully staffed by FASMs and registrars, HMOs and interns, a lot of medical specialty where, you know, cardiologists and, and therefore some of their trainees come down to work. It's a really vibrant time for us where we're growing all of those services. And um, one of our most exciting things that we're doing at the moment is working towards a, a rural generalist pathway where we can have our GP colleagues grow their specialty skills and do their anaesthetic and obstetric and uh, medical training and provide that sort of service to our community locally but also bring the expertise of those specialties and the uh, the calibre of expertise that is really important. So that's been one of our biggest growth areas just in the last few months. One of the big things that people from outside the region would look at is the big hospital rebuild that's happening yeah. right now. 
What's that going to mean for the health service here? Yeah, so $115 million of growth, which is the biggest investment in the town for a long time and in this region. We're building a new emergency department, which will be about four or five times bigger than uh, the current emergency department. Four new theatres, operating theatres and, you know, recovery, central sterilising, all of those wonderful things and a new inpatient ward and uh, a new entrance which is really important to the people of Wonthaggy because at the moment they have to go up steps or this silly ramp. It's a pretty rare thing to have that opportunity to rebuild a hospital. Yeah. Will this hospital rebuild provide any opportunities to change Bass Coast Health's approach to healthcare? Yeah, uh, in, in so many ways. In the emergency department, for example, you know, we provide good contemporary care now because we've got a FASM-led model, which means that we've got, you know, fellows of the college, you know, guiding and making sure that our practice is good. But, you know, if you're growing an emergency department four times the size, it means you need to change the model of care. You know, we'll have a proper fast track area that we've never had before. Just having that facility means that you have to change the way that you run that department. So that's the same for all of those areas. And what we have to do is we have to continue to run the old hospital whilst we're building this new part of the hospital. And at the end, when that's built, we'll have both an old service and a new service that need to run together because we won't be closing any services. This is about expanding services. And so what that will mean is that we'll have to make sure that the relationships between the two areas, just because one's in the old part and one's in the new part, we need to make sure those relationships are really strong. But the most important thing is that we'll be growing services considerably. We, we as a, a sub-regional service haven't been able to serve our community as well as we might have liked to in the past because we didn't have the space or the infrastructure to do that. And so at the moment, uh, something like 50% of our population might have to go outside the catchment to receive care. And so the biggest thing that this will do is increase the number of services that we can provide locally. And it's not just that 115 million. We were also really lucky to receive a Commonwealth grant to help us develop an MRI service, which this town hasn't had an MRI service before. So that's that's an extraordinary benefit. It saves people at least three hours travel, you know, just to come and have their MRI here rather than having to travel to Melbourne. And, you know, that also allows us to be able to do more uh, specialist consulting here and more diagnostic work than we, that we haven't been able to do before. So again, that changes the model of care. That Commonwealth funding, along with some donations that we received, has enabled us to build a new cancer centre. And in the past, people have had to travel to Melbourne or Latrobe Regional Hospital for cancer care. And if you're doing that you know, five days a week for weeks on end, it's really draining on not just the patient who's receiving that care, but the family member who has to drive them and stop working and do all of those things. And so uh, in about September of this year, we'll open up our own chemotherapy cancer unit. Uh, that will be supported by the Alfred Hospital oncologists and our own hematologists. And what that will do for us is change the way that we have to train our staff in cancer care. So our pharmacists and our nurses and 
some of our other staff have gone up to the Alfred, for example, to do a whole lot of training to make sure that we're up to date with how you should provide those sorts of therapies and we're bringing that expertise back. And so, you know, it's an, another example where we are actually using the growth to be able to grow our workforce and particularly grow our workforce expertise. As Bass Coast Health look toward the future with new facilities, West Gippsland Healthcare Group hope to do the same. They plan to have a new hospital in the years ahead, and its catchment has been growing rapidly as more people move to the lush, rolling hills that mark the landscape here. Associate Professor Michael Nowotny is a paediatrician working at the West Gippsland site, as well as the director of the Gippsland Regional Training Hub. He says the general nature of rural medicine is something which creates a broad training experience. Just over 20 years ago when I arrived here, we had very relatively minimal specialty services here. When I was here as an intern in 86, we had no specialty services. So so we had it was a general practice-run hospital. So at that stage, I think the population of Warrigal was... I recall when I arrived here, it said, welcome to Warrigal, population 8,000. I think uh, the population of, of the Bulbul Shire is approaching 50,000 now. So so it certainly is a, a, an area of rapid growth and anyone that uh, walks around West Gippsland and, and Warrigal in particular will see uh, quite a significant amount of development happening in, in, in our towns. The hospital itself is in dire need of a broom put through it at the moment. We are waiting for a new hospital. We've been promised uh, by the State Health Department that we will have a new hospital in the next few years. I think it's, it's it hasn't happened yet, but we have a greenfield site outside of Warrigal, between Warrigal and Druin, that is uh, is earmarked for the development. That's going to be a very exciting period for the uh, West Gippsland community as the new hospital goes ahead. It will allow not only increased development of, of uh, the healthcare services in, in West Gippsland, but it's likely to have a very big, a bigger university footprint so that, uh, that the Monash University uh, will, will probably have quite a substantial uh, setup there as well, very similar to what we have here now, but uh, it will be, we're hoping for a purpose-built facility which will be state-of-the-art. So there's a huge opportunity for people who are interested in both clinical activity and academic activity to to you know enjoy that space at the moment well you'd have to say that the hospital's past its use by date <laughs> well and truly but we managed to provide high quality services we've got a, a very good mix of specialties here at west gippsland the problems with the infrastructure are more than made up by the great team that we work with as you've said warrigal's sort of on the edge of gippsland and it's quite close to melbourne you know, Casey Hospital is 40 minutes away, Royal Melbourne's about an hour and a half. So how does that change the approach to healthcare here in Warrigal? Well, it, it gives us some reassurance that we've got larger hospitals close by that if we have critically ill patients that we can don't have too much delay in getting them to higher level services. Casey is a, a general hospital. It doesn't have services that would be significantly different to what we offer here in West Gippsland. Uh, so our closest tertiary centre would be Monash Medical Centre. So that, that is uh, the service that probably provides us with backup when we have critically ill children in particular. Uh, we have a, in a statewide paediatric retrieval and neonatal retrieval service that uh, we work closely with when we have critically ill children and, and babies. Uh, and so certainly the, our role in that 
process is is assessment and stabilisation and then transfer. So one of the exciting things that our trainees get to do here is to be involved in that process, looking after critically ill children that uh, require stabilisation and uh, preparation for transfer. What sort of training opportunities are here in Warrigal? Currently? Well, we have, as part of our junior staff team, we have three who are in the paediatric training program, two advanced paediatric trainees doing the last year or so of their advanced training to become consultants. Uh, We have one rotational trainee from the Royal Children's Hospital uh, and Monash Children's Hospital Basic Victorian Training Program. There are typically a, a PGY three or four who are in their pre-exam year, so they're here for three months rotations, uh, and they love coming here because they get very good training here. And then we have uh, three trainees that are doing um, general practice-based pathways. So, so we have uh, opportunities to do a six-month advanced rural skills post here in, in combination with an emergency department uh, position where you primarily do paediatric medicine. So it's a 12-month paediatric post where you do paediatric ED and you do uh, a paediatric acute acute and uh, ambulatory term with us. So those positions were are very, very popular. So we have three of those. Are there any advantages practicing medicine in a rural area compared to somewhere in Melbourne? Well, I think I've already alluded to the fact that the interest and complexity of what we do is probably greater than than if you were working in a unless you're working at a in a huge tertiary hospital. The, the, by necessity, working in a tertiary hospital, you you tend to have to subspecialise. Whereas one of the great and exciting parts about uh, things about being a regional generalist uh, in a specialty is that we don't have sub subspecialists out here. We do liaise with subspecialists in Melbourne. And when we have complex cases and, and we support their patients and look after them here. But but we actually get to do everything here. So in a morning, I could be looking after a patient with diabetes, a patient with epilepsy, a patient with a complex developmental disorder, a patient with a learning or educational problem, a patient with a behavioural problem. I can be looking after a whole range of different things in one morning, whereas uh, I don't believe I would have that uh, rich diversity of activity if I was working in, a say, an outer metro Melbourne site. I think uh, most of the subspecialists would be taking away most of that epilepsy, diabetes type stuff, would not be seeing a general paediatrician in, in a, if I was in a suburban paediatrician in Melbourne. And that wide range of cases and you know challenging things might be really attractive to some people. Well, I would hope that that's what we trained for. <laughs> so most of us train in general paediatrics or in, in a general specialty. Uh, and if you are going to choose general paediatrics as a pathway, I couldn't recommend regional general paediatrics highly enough because it's what you're trained for. You've trained to do this and you get to use your skills. Whereas if I was working in a suburban general paediatric practice, I'd be very likely not to be able to be using the full range of skills that I acquired over my training. Heading east, Latrobe Regional Hospital in Taralgon is the largest hospital in Gippsland and it's equipped to deal with the widest variety of medicine. Their General Manager of Medical Services, Angela Jacob, says the additional care they can provide really adds to the cooperation between health services. 
So we provide um, a range of services and support other uh, sub-regional and rural hospitals um, in the services they provide, um, particularly where they're regional service for cancer services. We also um, provide the regional palliative care consultancy and a number of patients across Gippsland will travel to our specialist outpatient clinics and they may access um, surgery here that they can't access locally as well. And of course our other role is to support our our catchment in the, the Latrobe Valley as well. That role as the, the key healthcare provider across Gippsland would mean that you'd work pretty closely with the other health services. Yes, that's right. We um, certainly partner with Sale and Warrigal and some of our local GP clinics around intern training. We work closely uh, with other services, including ones in South Gippsland, um, regarding the cancer services too. Latrobe Regional Hospital's Chief Medical Officer, Dr Pip Hawkins, says there are challenges in building their workforce. However, initiatives like offering two-year contracts to interns has really helped. You want to find people who want to work in a regional setting and then for them to choose your region and to come to commit and to become part of a community. So advertising in different places, there are definitely challenges which are being faced by both metropolitan and regional sites in terms of filling some of those critical areas, for example, emergency departments. We have fantastic opportunities in RED and feedback directly from one of our new consultants who's worked across Australia was to share that the the mix of medicine and the cases that comes through the door here is just phenomenal because we're from the cradle to the grave. We see everything. We see traumas. We see what whatever happens. So you could have critical patients coming through the door. Don't and everybody works together and comes down and has that real good team feeling. So the challenges are ensuring that people are aware of those opportunities, the rich environment for learning, uh, so that they want to come down, want to become part of the team and want to help developing in the regions. Um, so yes, it's it's tricky, but it's doing things like this, which helps get the, the word out there that there are some great opportunities to come here. And I think working together in partnerships with the other regional sites so for example over the last couple of years we've started a regional medical directors forum group for the Gibbsland where we touch base and talk about varying issues and support one another and particularly our smaller sites as well as a regional medical workforce managers meeting so that we can start to look at those opportunities that exist and um, in standardizing our processes as we work through some of the other specialties regionally as Angela mentioned just before. What role does training play in this? So in terms of enticing people, so I think to keep people in a region, having been a junior doctor and gone through a system, you want to be able to know that you've got opportunities to progress forward. So one of the things we're going to start doing is offering two-year contracts for our interns and our PGY2s. Um, So when you start, you've got two years to really get a good foundation training under your belt, uh, help you decide which ways you want to go with those opportunities. So if you're interested in acute, I mean, we have an intensive care unit, anesthesia, ED, medical wards with huge case mixes. So there's a lot of opportunity to develop. If you're looking towards GP, we have a busy obstetric unit, pediatric unit with a really nice new neonatal nursery that's just opened um, and subacute wise 
and mental health also we've got huge mental health of being uh, the site here so all sorts of opportunities that we want to integrate and work in partnership with our other sites and the consultant specialists who look after training to enhance opportunities within the region from medical students really then into your so working with the university and then into your intern to your pre-vocational years before you enter your specialty training programs and then enabling those opportunities to go through specialty training here with visiting into metros because you need a variety of experience but enabling people to actually start creating a life in a region where they can have their families and settle and get all those wonderful training opportunities. How would a rotation here in Terelgan differ to somewhere like a tertiary hospital? I think the feedback that we get repeatedly from um, particularly our interns is that they get to experience things here that they would never get to experience in a metropolitan setting because in a metropolitan hospital there'll be a number of people in a team um, and they will be much more senior than the intern so you'll have you know maybe a resident, um, a number of registrars, a fellow and all of those people will be really keen to do procedures and to um, assess patients and get their experience sometime then the intern will miss out on those really practical things and what they'll end up doing is a lot of writing of assessments and and drug charts and that sort of thing so what they say when they come here is they they actually get to do the medicine and they love that so pips flagged a couple of things in the works in terms of increasing the the scope for training in Terelgan. is there anything towards the future that you're looking at putting in to help encourage people to train longer and more often Mm. in Terelgan? So we've got a partnership with the um, Gippsland Regional Training Hub where we're trying to grow our own and encourage our training pathways. So we're looking at having a regional second year program, much like we have a regional intern training program. um, And then strategically, we'd like to develop third year positions and then to be able to do specialist training within the region so that people can come here or or choose to be here and they can stay and, and do the majority of their training in Gippsland rather than having to go to Metro to do that. How does that longer period of training affect people's willingness to stay out here in the regions? Well, hopefully they'll um, get to know Gippsland and get to love it and the lifestyle and the opportunities here, the ability to, you know, raise a family in a in a regional setting and then they'll stay in, on as consultants and that's going to help our, you know, our medical workforce then right through the spectrum uh, and help with our recruitment and retention. Yeah, so really that opportunity to, to network, to make friends, to, you know, have social interaction beyond just working here. I understand there's a fairly significant demand for clinicians out here. There is a is a demand. We've got quite a lot of specialists here, but as um, has been evidenced just recently with our new expansion to the hospital, it demonstrates that we actually have the demand and that that demand is increasing as we intend in the next sort of three to five years we will expand further to have more theatre capacity, etc., because there is that demand here. And in order to fulfil that demand, creates more opportunities within varying specialty areas with, a, with the medical workforce, nursing workforce, allied health workforce, and all the associated um, workforce individuals that we need as we go forward. So as the organisation increases those opportunities across surgical medical 
emergency, acute care, ICU, all the specialties will expand. The need and the training, those opportunities are real. They exist and come train in these regions. You will find jobs when you become a consultant. And I guess that's the really important thing is perhaps in Melbourne, it might be harder to find a job at a hospital you've you've done a rotation at compared to somewhere like Gippsland. Yeah, exactly. And we have some examples of junior doctors who have come down here as juniors, like HMOs and interns. They've come back as registrars. They're doing specialty training with the intention already of having a house in the region and coming back to be a consultant in areas of specialty medicine, this is, which are expanding and everything is aligning and we can see we're glad to know that they want to come back and that we will be able to accommodate them and people like them who have got that focus, that commitment to the region and and are working through pathways to be able to actually settle here and contribute to the to the team in the region. New opportunities are popping up across the entire region and sale is no different. Kelly Michener is the Executive Director of Clinical Governance and Medical Operations at Central Gippsland Health. She explains that their role as a sub-regional service means a strong community focus in their healthcare, but they are also expanding their specialist programs building on the already strong opportunities for medical students and junior doctors. As a sub-regional service, we are very community focused and um, have a strong community backing as well. So a lot of our values are focused around our community and we engage with them quite a lot around our goals and our values as well. And how does that shape the healthcare you deliver? Um, so it helps us decide or, or know which areas to focus on. So around not only what the community wants, but what the demographics are and the disease processes around our community to make sure we're actually providing the services that our community needs. And that actually has resulted in our health service providing quite complex services. So we, uh, as a sub-regional service, we actually have a critical care unit, uh, which is a mixture between intensive care, coronary care and high dependency. Um, We also have a level four maternity service and a level three special care nursery, which is unusual for an organisation of our size. But on the other side of that, we also provide community services for our region as well. So um, those services quite often are managed by the local council, whereas we provide all those services ourselves. So that's home care and those kinds of things. It's a pretty wide range of health services. I'd imagine that would create a lot of training opportunities for students and junior doctors. Yeah, yes, it does. It, it provides opportunities to gain a lot of experience because a lot of those areas work together in many ways. So, for example, our critical care unit is, from a medical perspective, is actually managed by our medical unit. So our medical services unit actually provide the medical consultation and management of the patients in our critical care unit. So um, doing training within the medical services unit, you also get experience with the uh, intensive care unit, uh, critical care unit, which is great. Have you noticed any differences between healthcare that's delivered here and the focus of it compared to, you know, the metropolitan centres? Yeah, sure. I know anecdotally we do get our patients tell us when they've been to the city and when they've um, experienced our health service as well, they, they comment on how we go the extra step here. So we actually go the extra mile to make sure that they are okay and that their services are 
provided in a holistic manner and they they really congratulate us for the service that we provide. I guess because we know a lot of our patients, we're, uh, we live and work within our own community, which doesn't always happen in the city. Uh, you tend to live in a particular area and work in a, a different area, so you don't necessarily see the people that you live with in hospital as often as you would in a, a regional setting. Um, so that's one thing. So um, not that it should matter, but you probably go a little bit further in your the care you provide with people that you know. But re- regardless, I think we, we treat everybody in a similar fashion because we know that they're from our area. How would that added focus on the patient shape a training experience for a junior doctor or a medical student? I guess one of the differences with working in a sub-regional health service or similar size is that as a junior medical person, you tend to be able to do more of the doing rather than observing. Um, We have fewer trainees, um, we have fewer junior medical staff, so they get greater opportunities to get their hands in and actually, um, like I said, do the work rather than just having opportunities to observe, which is great experience for them. They also, in regional areas, it's very much a generalist type model. Um, We don't have as many specialties. And so any area, for example, general medicine or surgery, tend to have a broader scope of practice. So um, we don't have the subspecialties that you would have in the city. So you get a broader experience of the types of surgery or types of um, disease processes that you're caring for. So you then get a broader perspective of, of the whole system. Um, So that means having that experience, you can actually provide a more rounded care for for patients because you have that broader view. Sales pretty uniquely positioned in terms of other health services nearby because you've got Bansdale on one side and, you know, Latrobe Regional Hospital on the other. What's the working relationship like between all the health services in Gippsland? Yeah, sure. We, we have quite close relationships with them. LRH being our regional base, we do have several services that we combine with them or work with them on. Our One group of our interns are administered by Latrobe Regional Hospital and on the other side there's another a separate group of interns that are administered by Bansdale. So the rotations from both of those hospitals rotate here as well. So we're regularly in touch with them about how the interns are going and and any of the issues that they might have so we can provide the support that they require and make sure that their internship is how it should be. And of course, we can escalate care of people to Latrobe Regional Hospital if we don't have those services. And on the other hand, we provide a lot of support to Bansdale as well, especially in the field of um, maternity. So we're a, a level higher than Bansdale in regards to our maternity services. So we will often um, assist them with patients that require that extra level. Um, we also have paediatric outreach services that uh, support Bansdale Hospital and also that eastern region as well. That close working relationship would create a a much longer term training experience than what you would find in other health services. Yes, I I think so. I think being able to get a broader understanding of the region as a community, not only as from a social perspective, but also from what the hospital's abilities are and how that functions and works. Um, And also some of the doctors that work in both of those hospitals also work here from a more senior perspective as well. So it really becomes better relationships with both of those uh, hospitals always makes things flow a little bit better. Are you looking at growing capability or 
perhaps adding in a new area of health. Yes, we are. We're, we're about to start orthopedic surgery here at Sale. To begin with, we'll be doing uh, hips and knees um, as a beginning process, uh, which is very exciting for us. So we've recently last year built a fourth theatre uh, in our organisation so that we can have that capability to do that and um, upskilling the staff on the surgical ward to make sure that they can look after those patients and we're actually have added a fourth registrar to our surgical team so that we can manage that too so there's some extra opportunities in orthopedics doing surgical rotations which is really exciting thanks to our guests for taking the time to discuss their work and thank you for listening you can find out more about the study and training opportunities in rural medicine across regional victoria by visiting monash.edu forward slash medicine forward slash SRH. This episode was part of a series of conversations with doctors in regional Victoria. If you've enjoyed listening to medical administrators talk about their work, you'll like our episode on medical administration as a career pathway. You can find this episode and all the others anywhere good podcasts are found. The Northwest Victoria and Gippsland Regional Training Hubs have commissioned this podcast to help medical students and junior doctors learn more about training and practising medicine in regional Australia. There are hubs all across the country. To find out where your nearest regional training hub is, visit the link in the episode show notes or just search regional training hubs. And finally, this podcast was brought to you by Monash Rural Health, Presented by Patrick Laverick, that's me, and it was made possible by funding from the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program at the Commonwealth Department of Health.